You must be a fucking idiot. I'm a fucking idiot because I can't make a lamp? No, you're a genius because you can't make a lamp. Hey! We're recording the podcast! Shut up! Good morning to you wherever you are because it is morning somewhere for January 19th, 2024. My name is Bernie Burns, sitting right over there with an extra item in her bagging area, Ashley Burns. <laughs> How you doing, Ash? Yeah, not too bad. I'm fresh off a ginger shot and I'm ready to go. Oh, God, ginger shots. Uh, Ashley makes these incredible ginger shots that are fresh. They're like ginger root and orange and lemon and cayenne and what else? Turmeric Term- and black pepper and apple cider vinegar. Can I be honest with you? You may. No fucking clue what turmeric is, but I it's, it's hot and it messes with me and I like that. It's a spice. It's supposed to be good for your digestion. Uh, We'll post a recipe in the uh, link dump if anyone wants to uh, try it out. I love them Mm. first thing in the morning. I don't know how I feel about that because I feel like we'd just be reposting a recipe we saw on Instagram. And one of my least favorite trends online these days are just, if I'm being honest, it's dudes that look like me and they're watching someone else show a life hack or a recipe and they go, "Mm, that can't work. And then they make it and they go, it works. And that's their whole content that they make is just that. No, we'll just, we'll post a link to uh, one of the recipes. You can, I, I have taken the, this recipe and like added vinegar and stuff to it. So you can play with the recipes. They're just a starting point. All right. Well, this is Friday and we like to follow up on Fridays on things that maybe we cut short during the week or things that we got wrong, if that ever possibly it never happens. happens. Uh, and then, or maybe if there've been developments. Yes, uh, there's some crazy, I mean, Ashley's been going crazy all week about the Minecraft movie casting developments. Bernie just keeps hearing me in Go other ahead. rooms going, Start what is this movie? Uh, so yeah, so they've, they've made some more uh, casting announcements. I believe it's because uh, filming is imminent, so they're locking down a lot of new talent. Um, but earlier this week, uh, they announced that Jennifer Coolidge, um, fresh off the White Lotus, uh, has joined the cast. And now they've also just announced two more. Do you know who they are? Uh, I couldn't even imagine at this point. Kate McKinnon. Oh, that's great. And Jermaine Clement. Oh, those are two heavy hitters. They're amazing. What is this movie? Right. I cannot. That does what not help me it? figure out what this movie's so, going to be uh, at they're, all. They're joining Jason Momoa, Jack Black, Daniel Brooks, Emma Myers, Sebastian Eugene Hansen. I, it's, it's a great cast. Some of the names you, you know, you may be more familiar with than others. Um, but one of them is the, the sunshine from, uh, from the Wednesday show. I don't think you watched that, but, uh, she was great. And, uh, makes me wonder when does the Adams family enter public domain? Cause it's wild that that franchise is still going after all this time. I don't know. Yeah. I did it even start with the TV show or start like in a new, uh, like a newspaper comic strip or something like that. Couldn't tell you. Yeah. Also following up. Ashley, uh, the surgical procedure to remove fat from your cheeks is called a buckle, buckle fat removal, not buccal, as we were saying. Okay. I do like that. I, I hate when there's a pronunciation that's not as, you know, aesthetically pleasing as the one I've been using. I like buccal better than buckle, but it's buckle. Or maybe I'll just be stubborn and like start using buccal instead, like my belt buccal. <laughs> <laughs> it's a buccal. Oh, d- uh, double down. Um, so 1938. By the way, is uh, when the first comics for the Adams family. So, still, so it was a comic. So, still a few years to go, but yes, it yeah. will it will enter public domain in a you know decade and a half or so. Theoretically, well, that, be, that that iteration of Adams family. I guess will, that'll anyway. be a bigger story for the middle part of this century. Is as the, a lot of properties enter the public domain as they get bigger and bigger. Hmm, interesting. They will, and we're yeah. continuing our follow ups. Yes. Yeah, so the subreddit Ashley was 
tearing itself apart. First of all, over GIF versus GIF, we're not getting into that. I'm sorry to ignite that age-old <laughs> fire of how that graphic format is pronounced. Uh, sorry about that. That's It goes nowhere. Apology goes nowhere. accepted. It's a, it's a fun, harmless argument, but yes. It, it, it is low stakes, but people don't treat it like it's low Ultimately, stakes. it does go nowhere. It it's like nowhere. arguing about sports, though. It's like, you know, is anyone really that invested? Nobody like, was arguing about how to pronounce meme versus may-may, though. The <laughs> meme has won the day in that one. Uh, but they were also arguing a little bit about my description of scales at the self-checkout, that why wouldn't a scale, if it's got three gallons of milk... First of all, I don't buy three gallons of milk. That was just an example he of does. a heavy thing. He does. And he walks out of the parking lot and drinks all three. How do, yeah, and I chew a, a down a stick of butter and wash it down with a <laughs> gallon of milk. Boy. Uh, but uh, they were arguing about that because they said, and I agree, if you've got weight on a scale, that doesn't determine how it weighs future weight. But that's the point. For some reason, it does. Uh you're not just weighing your total weight of groceries and saying, oh, you have 60 pounds of groceries. It wants to know that each item weighs the correct amount. And as you add more items and more weight, then you have this margin of error, I guess, that scales. I don't know what the algorithm is. I'm just glad it's all going away. There's got to be some line like approaching certain failure that it's like it get, as you add more items, it gets closer and closer to absolutely shitting itself. Right. And it's it, it, it's even ironic they call it the bagging area because if you put a bag in it, they're like, "Get what is this? What is this? Remove this immediately!" <laughs> it's like the staging area for your bag. And if you have already for a family of four, sixty pounds of groceries sitting there, and then one of the little kids says, "Hey, I want a I, I want a lollipop," and you add a point five ounce lollipop to the top of that, it's like that Monty Python sketch where they give them the, the thin wafer at the end of the meal. <laughs> You put, you like delicately put this little lollipop on there and it goes, put the item in the bagging area that you scan, put it in. I just did. It's sitting there. It's like, put it in. You're like, okay, I'll let me pick it up and I'll put it back in. You pick it up and it goes, you removed an item from the bagging area. How dare you? <laughs> and then you have to have the manager come over and it's like the teacher coming to help you and you're just standing there. So it's all going away. Good riddance. And uh, you guys don't have to fight each other about it because it was two groups of people. It was one saying, that's not how scales work. And other people saying, if you've ever used one of these things, it makes perfect sense what he's saying. Yeah. Yes. Practically speaking, absolutely. Uh, Other quick follow-up news. Uh, We talked a little bit about The Walking Dead. There's a new Walking Dead series coming out. And this is different from the other, uh, the other one that came out that was. It sounds was e- before the outbreak for two se- like two episodes, and then was like, no, we're just another. Oh, Fear the Walking Dead. Yeah. Yeah. So that I was excited about that because that was all. It was the premise of it was it was all going to take place during the outbreak in the early period of the zombie apocalypse. Whereas every other show, it just naturally has to evolve and be. Oh no, the humans are even worse than the zombies, you know, and they're dealing with that and rebuilding civilization. It's like, that is interesting, but I feel like we've seen that now a hundred times. And this show seems like it's the ones who survived is taking place even further down the road from that stuff. At that point, you're just in an empty world. I think there's another one in the works too, like a limited series, maybe a Daryl limited series, like a Daryl spinoff. Yeah. Yeah. I think they, I think they did did that. that. Yeah. He's been, uh, he's been working with that franchise now for, well over a decade. He's all in on that thing yeah, when he's absolutely. not doing stuff for Hideo Kojima with a baby strapped to him. <laughs> Do you know they're making a, was a, a, a last stranding? Is that what it's called? Death stranding. Death stranding. Thank you. Uh, they're making a death stranding series. They are. Okay. You have to look that up. I, I can't imagine what that's going to be like. That's going to confuse you weird. more than the Minecraft casting does. 
Uh, and then I wish JD was here to defend himself because he said he wanted to say, I know how to cook. You said, you know, when you were eight, you learned how to cook scrambled eggs and it made it sound like JD didn't know how to cook. JD knows how to cook. He's actually a very good baker and makes us pumpkin spice cocoa cookies. And in a, in a gesture of responsibility that I certainly did not have uh, when I was getting ready to move out on my own, he like set out to cook himself, to learn a certain number of recipes by heart that he could, so he could feed himself responsibly. Yeah. But uh, that's our wrap-up for the week. So if there's anything else we messed up, <laughs> last week <laughs> people were pointing out that we were messing thing up, things up in the follow-up. <laughs> <And then> we, <laughs> immediately, we immediately were going to have new things to talk about for this week. But that's in the past, and that's all erased. It's, none of that matters whatsoever. Um, so we're going to do today, I uh, want to talk really quickly about the Reddit IPO, and then maybe at the end of this we'll talk about some how the sausage is made business yeah, stuff bit, with yeah, the sure. podcast. But We'll talk about the Reddit IPO first in case you're not interested in that stuff and you can just hit eject. So uh, this Reddit IPO, uh, it's in the news now, and I've been reading about it a lot in financial news. I feel like this has been coming for years. Yeah, there was the API kerfuffle that happened last year where they were trying to clean up the the API third-party apps that were just kind of using Reddit's data, which is really just the public's crowdsource data, but it's on Reddit, so they wanted to kind of secure all of that. All of that is, there's always a process when a company starts to go public of cleaning things up. And Reddit is legitimately concerned that it's going to affect the content that's on Reddit. A lot of the things, especially the fringe things that make Reddit a popular place to go, are going to have to get cleaned up for it to go into public investment. Because as you scare away advertisers with things, then the public gets worried and you're reacting to the market. So yeah, the that's going to happen. I think those things are going to happen. Reddit will be different after the IPO than Absolutely. it was before. But the crazy thing about it to me is when you read these financial takes on like Bloomberg or Yahoo Finance, read these articles about it, or Forbes, there is still this surviving mentality in the business world that, um, that if something is popular, that popularity means loyalty. And that nope. is not, nope. <laughs> not the same thing on the internet Especially at all. on Reddit especially on anything that's popular on the internet. It's just like, it's it's really just people just, you know, trying to figure out how to pick at the edges of stuff or, you know, there eventually becomes this zeitgeist moment. It's why Reddit exists. Dig was super popular. And then they made a couple changes to the graphical interface and dig bars and things like that. And people fled from that and went to Reddit. And Reddit was arguably, objectively, an inferior experience at that time. Now, you know, Reddit is what everyone uses. Ashley, I don't know if you know this. It's the front page of the internet. <laughs> so it says. But yeah, it's uh, it's amazing. I wonder um, if like if Twitter had had all of its changes at that same point in time, would people have gone to a Twitter alternative? Because I feel like people have maybe like left Twitter, but no one's they haven't galvanized around a new thing the way dig users galvanized around Reddit. Well, Reddit existed for a while before that happened. Uh, I'll talk about it in a second, but it was founded in uh, 2005. And so I think the big switch came over like a few, many years after that. You know, the big switch to Reddit came. Um, but these news articles that I read in these Financial Times, they're trying to communicate to investors like what the value of Reddit is and how they would know it. And the thing they use as the touchstone 
is they say this is the group that drove the meme stocks. These are the people who did that. Like oh, they no. drove AMC and GameStop. Don't count on those guys. Those guys don't count on those guys. No. And the idea that Reddit will somehow be able to direct them in the direction that they want to go, that goes back to all the way in the beginning of the internet when companies would hear about the internet and they would go into a boardroom and they'd say, just make a viral video. And people who make them would be like, you don't understand what that means. You can't just make a viral video. Like, make us, here's five bucks, make us a video that goes viral and gets us huge returns. The and number of times that I've got that request throughout my professional life is, is too many times. And now, but the way that has survived, I think, in the business world is they think that companies that are popular on the internet can just direct the attention of the internet as they see fit. Like, just point everyone in this direction and get them doing this. That's not the way that works. To me, the the attention of the internet is basically like the eye of Sauron <laughs> sitting on the tower. It's just like sweeping the landscape. And it's kind of like, in a lot of cases, it's mostly just a lot of raw emotion kind of in search of a trauma, you know, to focus on. And that everyone goes all in on that. Like when that eye of Sauron is sw- sweeping the landscape, when it, focus on, when it focuses in on something, Watch the fuck out, right? right? It's probably going to burn it to a crisp is what's going to happen. Yeah, exactly. And that's, I, honestly, that's what happens most of the time when, when the internet focuses on something. And so the idea, man, the, or the implication or the insinuation that the Wall Street bets guys are going to drive Reddit stock up because they love Reddit and they're loyal to Reddit. Uh, if anyone's investing in Reddit because of that, do don't not, do don't that. bet on that. Do not bet on that. Even the GameStop stuff that they did, I feel like started ironically. They didn't say, you know, it's it's about the stock and everything and they were driving it. And what's the, they did a movie about that. They did. That Dumb was Money. Um, Dumb Money. Yeah. It came out last September. Paul Dano. Paul Dano's a great actor. Just join the Minecraft movie. No. <laughs> 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 Who would be the weirdest person to join the Minecraft movie right now that would completely, you don't know. Now you really don't know what it is. Vincent D'Onofrio. <laughs> Mine would be Donald Glover. Also, oh my God, um, Mr. Nafrio also in Dumb Money. Yeah, so what made me think of it? But uh, by all, I also love him uh, in Daredevil. So, and we're announcing Ezra Miller as an Enderman. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm curious what it's going to turn out to be. I have no idea, man. No idea. But the the Reddit thing is so confused. Is fascinating. Like, I wonder if he, people even know like what was driving why things get popular. The Wall Street bets thing. If anyone understands the business model of GameStop in the modern era, it would be people who are on Reddit. There's a big Venn diagram that crosses over with that. And like Best Buy right now, for instance, it's a big retail chain in America. They're in the process of removing all of their physical media out of their stores. I wonder what Best Buy looks like without all those racks. Well, at least they have washing machines and computers and hardware that they sell. GameStop, if you remove the physical media, they it's no more games. It's just the stop. That's all there is. <laughs> That's all you've got left. Maybe what collectibles? Yeah, it's it's, like, it's gonna be all pop figures and plushies and stuff. Really quickly, uh, we've talked about this a little bit, but uh, gonna dive in here on the really short paragraph on the Wikipedia entry for Reddit. Talks about the history of it. You might be amazed at the people that have financially been involved with Reddit. So okay, hit me because I I don't know anyone involved really. Reddit was founded by University of Virginia roommates Steve Huffman. Alex O'Hanion and Aaron Swartz in 2005. Condonast Publications acquired the site in October 2006 for it's not here, but it's rumored for ten million dollars. There's okay, an Alex, o- you know, we'll put a link in the link dump. There's an Alex O'Hanion article where he talks about that. Uh, in 2011, 
Reddit became an independent subsidiary of Condé Nast's parent company. In 2014, Reddit raised $50 million in a found, excuse me, in a funding round led by Sam Altman. The opening ad guy. Yep. And including investors Mark Anderson, Ron Conway, Snoop Dogg. What? And Jared Leto. Uh, it's a, it's okay. the cast of Minecraft too. <laughs> 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 Their investment valued the company at $500 million at the time. So in so 2014, they're worth now worth 500 mil. Okay, wow. In July 2017, Reddit raised 200 million for a $1.8 billion valuation. That's quite a lineup. Now in February 2019, a $300 million funding round led by Tencent. That's an interesting one. That's where a lot of problems started. Yeah. Or at least for the loyalty towards Reddit. Uh, brought the company's valuation to $3 billion. In August Whoa. 21... A $700 million funding round uh, led by Fidelity, they've been in the news a lot lately, uh, raised that valuation to over $10 billion. Their now rumored valuation for their March 2024 IPO is $15 billion valuation for Reddit. That's a lot of money. Yes. That's a lot of money. That is uh, a lot of eyes looking for the ring. That's, that's, a, lot of, that that's a lot of money for a $10 million Acquisition. Okay, so that that's, to me, a class. We talked about Dig before, but this is a classic business question that I love to ask people. Dig was super popular. Was Everyone was using Dig. There was a rumor at the time that they went to the table to sell the company to Google. It was a rumor. Uh, I never saw any actual numbers, but the rumor was it was $200 million they were going to sell uh, Dig to Google for that amount. Whatever happened, Google walked away from that deal. So $200 million gone. Gone. Then a few years later, the remaining assets of Dig sold for $500,000. That's horrible. That's $200 million. You kind of reach for that brass ring. It doesn't happen. doesn't materialize. That really sucks. But the Reddit's the opposite side of that. Here's these three guys who started it as roommates at the University of Virginia. 18 months later, they sold it for $10 million. That's incredible. But, but then you watch the thing that you sold for $10 million turn into a 14 15 billion dollar business yeah what is so it's always it's a mentality thing which is the worst scenario which would you have more trouble living with? right the one that got away or and what you've got 10 million dollars or three million each you know yeah man that's i don't know that's tough like would it be harder to like watch the thing soar into the upper stratosphere yeah. or would it be harder to know that you almost had it and then it fell it's tough it's tough to think about know. that. It's, it's just like, it's a, it's a philosophical kind of a question. That, that makes me think of when I was a kid, I used to go down to Florida and they had the lotto in Florida with six numbers. And if you got the six numbers, you could win $30 million. But they always had stats when they put out the little printouts that had the numbers, what they were, of how many people matched numbers. And there was always one at the bottom that matched all six. And you're like, that's the one you looked at. Wow, that person won $30 million. And, you know, we would talk with the family, like, what would you do with that money and all that stuff? And you know, just a like fun lotto conversation sure. that people have. Even as a kid, I was so focused on the next tier, the people who matched five numbers. And there was always like 3,000 people because statistically unlikely, but more likely than getting six, way more likely. What would you do if you won $10,000 in the lottery, but you were the one number away from winning $30 million? Yeah. What would that, and that's a lot of people that have gone through that. And I've often wondered, how do they feel about that? You know, because yeah, anyway. like there's a lot there's so much almost to it. Almost is hard. 
And you shouldn't. You at the end of the day, you've got your twenty thousand or whatever, and you should be happy with it. But I don't know. I don't think that people think that way. You know, I think they would just be thinking about, oh, if I just matched. 37, 37. And then we get obsessed with 37. Yeah. You know? It's like you, you want a bit, but how much is this going to stick in your mind now? Yeah. Speaking of stats, though. Stats. Go ahead. Stats. You do some, um, uh, so now we're going to go move into some housekeeping for the podcast. So if you're not interested in that kind of thing, we'll see you Monday. Bye, everybody. But yeah. <laughs> stats for you, Ash. Um, stats. So uh, this is just a little bit of an insight into the audience. I love just, you know, whatever, like audience insights. Our valuation, by the way, 11 billion. Take it or leave it. <laughs> um, Guess the number one city that watches, listens to this show. Spokane, Washington. You're so close. So close. Pick a different continent. Uh, Melbourne. Melbourne. Number Me- two. Melbourne. Number two. Sydney. Holding it down, Australia. You got wow. the top two. Here's what I'm hearing. Melbourne beats Sydney. Sydney, are you going to put up with that? Yeah. Are you going <laughs> to allow that? Wow. It's the only place I've ever been to in the world where we would do shows in two different cities. And if you were in Melbourne, you said the word Sydney, everyone boo. went boo. <laughs> Immediately. Immediately. But thank you, Australia. Thank you very much. Uh, number three, Chicago. We'll do a shoey in your honor. And I'm not really going to do I'm that. I'm not going to do a yeah. shoey in your honor. What just? What was the thing you said? Next uh, one? Chicago. Chicago, Illinois. Yeah. Midwest. Look at us. Yeah. Uh, number four, Toronto. So we are truly uh, international. Uh, number five, LA. LA. All right. Yeah. Must be all the entertainment news. Yeah, uh, top countries. Not all that surprising, I guess. U.S., U.K., Canada, Australia, Ireland, uh, New Zealand, almost there, number six. So basically, where English is spoken. I'm curious about age. Oh, age. Yeah, no, that's a good one. Um, mostly grownups. So um, 48% in the 28 to 34 bracket, 35% in the 23 to 27 bracket, and 10% in the 35 to 44 bracket. So the so- lar- largest bracket, once again, was? 28 to 34. 28 to 30, you old fuckers. Look at you. <laughs> All right. That's our people. I love it. You know, it, it becomes a thing too. And we're going to be heading down the road here um, towards trying to figure out like what we want to do for advertising. I don't want to use the word subscriptions, but maybe like some kind of like patron style thing. What we used to do back in the day in Rooster Teeth, which I always loved, you know, is, uh, but I, I do know that like when you talk about advertisers, they always want younger people, younger people, like 18 to 25. I'm happy to hear that, that our group is the, older. The adults were the ones with the uh, disposable cash. We're the ones going into <laughs> stop and buying collectibles. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, uh, that's our closing thoughts. Any other stats you want to throw at us that are wild? Um, we're uh, largely on mobile, 77% on Spotify, the rest, um, all via the RSS feed. Um, so we are going to be moving to Apple podcasts as well. Eventually. It's just, it's literally just me and Ashley. Somebody asked questions on the subreddit about what equipment we use for this as well. Maybe we'll post a picture of the setup, but it really is. There's not a lot to it. And it's just the two of us doing all this stuff. So, okay. Well, that does it for, uh, housekeeping stats. We'll, we'll do this more regularly when we make the move to Apple Podcasts, we'll have a date for that as well. And hopefully people will help us out, to, you know, when we decide to do that. Because as we all know, popularity equals loyalty. Yeah. <laughs> but speaking of loyalty, of if you are listening on Spotify, um, drop us a rating. Yes. S- send the podcast to a friend. We're all about getting that discoverability out there. Wow, look at you. Like and subscribe. Taking it old school. Look, yeah, that hit, stuff really does help. Make, we appreciate it. Make sure it. you hit that bell. It does help. It really does. You'd be surprised. All right. Well, and while we're on the subject of like top, five, whatever, they, for some reason, the Sundance Film Festival just started and they rated the top movies 
to ever screen at the Sundance Film Festival, which seems like an interesting thing to do for an independent art festival. That does seem interesting. Number one movie, beating out Reservoir Dogs and Little Miss Sunshine and other movies like that, was Whiplash. Whiplash. Yeah, so JD will be very happy about that because he's a big fan of that movie. Haven't seen it. All right, well, that does it for us this Friday, January 19th. We will be here to talk to you on Monday. We hope you'll be here as well. Bye, everybody. Have a great weekend.